Last one of the year. This is what is this podcast? My name is Paper Five, and we are joined by <coughs> uh, a good friend of mine who also happens to be uh, the manager to arguably the biggest group uh, out of 2019. So please introduce yourself. Um, mm. I go by the name of John, yeah. aka Gade. And I've managed ethics since November yeah. um, till date, and I'm still working with them. Ah, nice, nice, nice. <coughs> hey, we have a lot to talk about, yeah? Mm-hmm. But first things first, yeah? I've been trying to get this guy for over, see how long? <laughs> <laughs> That's how busy he's been, <laughs> eh? Yeah, it's a busy world out here. Yo, <laughs> I was w- Before the podcast began, I was like, yo, I've not seen this guy in almost... Over near now, right? Because the last time I saw you was at Decimal's launch. That was around the same time, actually. Mm-hmm. Exactly one year. Because Decimal's launch was December, around yeah, Jamuhuri Day. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a crazy year, yeah? <laughs> Niggas added weight crazy. Pesa inaingia. Pesa inaingia. You'll tell us more about that anyway. So, um, to, to Ambia, how, how, how's the year been? Um, I mean, it's been a good year. Mm. I feel like a lot has changed for Ethic. Um, we now charge like 200k a gig, at least. At least? At least 200k a gig. Whoa, that's a lot of money. Even club appearances? Um, I mean, for clubs, if it's around Nairobi, we could do 150k. Mm-hmm. But nothing less than that. A little bird told me, yeah? Mm-hmm. The the this this big gigs you you don't take anything less than ten thousand USD. Um, Is that true? Confirm that right now. I mean, it depends. That's on one million Kenyan shillings, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the brands you're working with. Yeah. But the industry is quite tricky since mm-hmm. there's a lot of middlemen, and sometimes you find that oh, some brand paid you like a hundred. Well, like. A million shillings, yeah. but when it trickles down to you, you get like maybe three hundred k. Really? Yeah. How how There's is so that many possible? cartels out here in the industry? But you're the manager. Yeah, but so many other people. How can the act would get like act less than half of of the amount payable? That's what happens because yeah. it depends on who's approaching you, uh. and if someone approaches you for an event, yeah, you're like. You negotiate. You don't know which brand has um, sent them to do that oh. or to, I mean, to reach out to you. So if you're negotiating, you'll go by their terms, mm. not knowing they're working with a bigger brand. Mm. And it hits you right after the whole project is done. I mean, that you got the, the initial deal was X amount and you got half of X. I mean, very rarely yeah. do you. I mean, do most people even realize that's happening? Yeah. Because for me, I just happened to go through some documents. Yeah. Um, like a bit recently. And that's when I found out like, ooh. Like. You're being shorthand. Mm. But I mean, that's not like the case all the time because yeah. we're also very strict. 
and we have our policies yeah. when it comes to dealing with um, big companies, middlemen. But the the funny part is that you can't tell a middleman because, I mean, we have a booking number. You call, yeah. we negotiate. Yeah. If it's a deal, it's a deal. So right now I want to book ethic for a gig in Uganda. Uh-huh. Mm, I call you, right? Uh-huh. Mm, I ask what your ratings are. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, ethic. I see s- five people. I see six people sometimes. How many guys are you? I mean, so the acts alone. Ethic is a group comprising of four artists. Yeah. Uh, but usually, when we go to performances, we we have a full s- we have a full crew. Yeah. We we have our own DJ. We also have a hype man who think that's the guy. See. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it makes them five on stage because oh. we have an MC. Stroke hype man, oh. uh, yeah. So, so I want to book you f- uh, to Uganda mm-hmm. to go to Uganda, mm-hmm. maybe uh, three months from now, right? Mm-hmm. So, how do you arrive at that pricing point? How do you arrive? Is is that three hundred k for mm-hmm. just the performance, or is it plus your your sleeping uh, packages, your per diem, or how does? I mean, it ha- so basically, mm-hmm. if you're an artist. Um, if someone summons you and like they want to do an event with you, first of all you expect that they'll be good guests. Well, I mean they'll be good hosts to you. Yeah. And by that, um, we we send a hospitality rider, which is a list of all the things, which is very specific. Because um, I mean like the artist like um, I mean they like red label. So um, if you're coming to your event. We send you um, a hospitality rider, uh-huh. and you have to adhere by that because we drink like I mean like three bottles of Red Label. That's uh-huh. a must-have. Um, maybe like ten water bottles, ten hand towels, beers, water, like all that you have to provide. It comes with, it's part of the package, but yeah. that's separate from the appearance fee. Also, the person who's um, well inviting you to the event should also provide transport and accommodation, which is also apart from the performance fee. So that's beside? That's beside the performance fee. That's beside. Fee. Yeah. And you ensure they pay, like they deliver mm-hmm. something like transport, yeah? Mm-hmm. Of course, you ensure they deliver before you guys step on, t- on stage. Not even that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the event industry is a very tricky industry. Yeah. And so for that, you have to be very cautious. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, so they might tell you atitumia yako ntakulipa. Yeah, so for us we are very strict on yeah. such things. So we have a contract. It states mm-hmm. everything that we need. If you don't have five microphones on stage, you won't perform. If you don't adhere to any of the things that we've stated out in the contract, we don't perform. Mm-hmm. If you meant to send transport maybe a day before the event and you don't, mm-hmm. I mean we don't attend the event okay. since you're breaching the contract. Yeah. And so usually Mm. we also don't go on stage before we are paid because most of these event organizers are very shady they'll be like oh please we want you to perform and then after the event vamos we don't even see them so it's very crucial for artists to like well as for us we we get like half the deposit like way before the event Mm -hmm. and then like maybe transport money like one or two days before the event and then as soon as we arrive at the venue, like you should already be planning on how to pay us. Otherwise, we won't go on stage and we'll just go back home. If, and the the initial deposit is non-refundable. Yeah, it's always non-refundable because wow. it caters for things like marketing, yeah. posting on our social media pages, advertising, and plus it's ethic. Yeah, yeah. and all that is in free. Okay, uh, talk to me about like previously ethic was involved with. Was it hype? Hype, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how was this uh, transition from hype to now them being under you? Because I remember there was a lot of talk going on, mm-hmm. how they never wanted to be in that um, arrangement. Wanted, they wanted to free themselves. And right after they came out uh, of that arrangement, they got a deal with AI Records. Yep. That's a subsidiary of UMG. Yep. Tell me how that went. The transition. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... The transition was quite smooth. Um, really? That's not what I had, bro. I mean, like, 
<laughs> no, you don't have to. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was I just mean, smooth it, as the way you're saying. I mean, like, if you stop working with someone, you, yeah. you stop working with someone for a reason. But they had their socials. I remember you guys, Instagram, mm-hmm. you had to change your Instagram. Yeah, we actually had to start a new Instagram account. From, so it wasn't as from smooth. Scratch. It wasn't, yeah, it as, wasn't smooth. As, as smooth, especially when it came to the hand when it, when it, when it came to the like the handles. Um, we also didn't have our YouTube account at some point. Yeah, it was al- already rebranded as Hype Entertainment. Yep, but luckily we we changed that around. I think March, April, yeah. we were able to get back our account. Um, yeah. As for socials, we just started new. Like we we started new accounts. We started a new IG um, with zero followers. Um, right now you are standing at around how many followers? Probably 120 something. Those I'm sure those are over a million impressions over one in one week. I mean like it depends on what's happening you like what's happening on the page if there's a story mm. it could get to 1 million. If you're releasing if you're releasing a song it could get to 1 million. Mm-hmm. But on average it ranges from like 500,000 to 800,000 impressions per week. Ah that's that's amazing, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's sway back to you now. I want to know how um, government and political science and Mm -hmm. IR student from Dartmouth College Mm -hmm. uh, went from doing that to artist management. Hmm. Because people probably don't know, but John here went to Dartmouth College. That's in New Hampshire. Um, Yeah, tell us about that. What Um, what motivated you to just come, come and do something completely out of your completely out of your career path um i think first of all i'm a very experimentative person yeah and um i mean i've always wanted to do something in entertainment yeah and so it just happened that like i mean i decided to take a break from school yeah for one and a half years yeah and try and do my own things so initially i was um involved um, in some pallet business yeah. where we sell furniture made of like recycled wood. Um, but then one day as I was coming home from work, um, Zilla called me. Um, Cause I mean like ever since they released Lambalolo, like I'd been, I'd been supporting them. I'd been hanging out with them. They'd come to my digs, we chill. How do you know Zilla? Um, so Zilla is a cousin of mine. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So since like we'd known each other for quite a while, yeah. we'd all hung out. Um, when I came back around November, because mm-hmm. I was in school um, till November. So when I came back in November, I received a call from Zilla and he was like, oh, we're actually looking for a manager. And we that's at the, the same time they were still uh, in wrangles of trying to get out of hype entertainment. Yeah, because... Um, they weren't really get, trying to get out of hype because initially with hype, there wasn't any contract to get out of from anyway. Oh, it was a verbal agreement. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. You know, a verbal agreement is still a contract, right? <laughs> <laughs> but in a court it of law, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> hold up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh huh. So once he called, he was like trying to look for a manager. I mean, like, I'd um I'd expressed like an interest in trying to like, you know, enter the music business in one way or another. And I mean when like, you were hanging out. Um yeah. And uh-huh. when I came back, because uh-huh. I mean I'd still hung out with them. Yeah. And so they called me, they were like, Oh, hey John, I think we want you to be the face of ethic. You would make a really good manager. Yeah. And I mean as soon as I heard that I was like, damn, okay, I'll just jump on the opportunity. Because uh-huh. I like trying new things. And th- at that particular time, you had no experience whatsoever in whatsoever, yeah. managing people, HR, anything. I mean, and you, I'm, did I'm you even have any clue on how the music business works? I mean, um, I had a, I had a, I mean, like I knew, I knew, I knew a, li- a little bit about the industry, yeah. And I'd also done like project management before, yeah. but that's nothing to do with like dealing with humans. So we can say that like. It's a challenge I wanted to take up because me, I like challenging myself. Yeah. And um, I mean, I wanted to see like, what would I do for ethic like, in a span of, give like a given time. Yeah. And um, right now I could say that like, it's been such a tremendous improvement from 
when I started working with them. So you've I, been learning on the job. Yeah, Safe to I learn on the job. Yeah. Mm. What are some of the things you? I've been told by many people that the industry is a really dark place. Mm-hmm. Like what you're telling us, there are a lot of uh, middlemen. There's a lot of naysayers. I think mm-hmm. uh, at around January, you were telling me about. You're just texting me about um, how other people are, are trying to close some doors for you guys. Uh, just cause your ethic, and they, they 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 didn't like the fact that ethic broke out through the internet, and they're usually channels that people ideally break out from maybe through TV, through radio. So uh, so are those challenges still... F- uh, are you facing such challenges still now? I mean... Um, Till now. Yeah. Mm. Challenges will always be there. Yeah. Um, if you're a big name, yeah. you'll always have challenges. And um, I'll, like one thing that bothers people about ethic is that, well, they're a very controversial boy band controversial in a sense that they they think about what they experience in their societies they they are like mirrors of their society mm. even though like they may not express it how people want to hear it yeah and the fact that they can connect with people so well like make enjoyable music in one's language mm. i feel like you know like that makes people connect to them on on like a deeper level even though like the kind of language they are using isn't like accepted like countrywide but there's a lot of people who relate to them mostly young people mm. and i mean that's why they keep producing content for the you know the age group that i mean not not only the age group but the demographic that suits their kind of music i mm. mean not not so many people would be okay with the kind of things they say yeah the songs are really controversial if you listen to them. I'm sure the whole agenda is controversial, and we'll get to that, yeah? Mm-hmm. So um, besides uh, managing them and and shooting videos, I mean, mm-hmm. arranging the video shoots and also touring and all that, yeah? You mm-hmm. guys got a, a record deal, yeah, which is like a milestone to you guys, mm-hmm. if, if I may say. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys got a, a record record deal. Mm-hmm. from UMG, mm-hmm. which I, I was meant to understand is not really a recording deal. It was a distribution deal. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us more about that and your relationship with AI, AI Records. So Am I correct? Yeah, AI, AI Records, records right? Yeah. right? So basically what AI Records do is that they they publish and distribute our music yeah. on all platforms, be it Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube. Mm. They also um, ensure that our songs are played in other countries. Um, for instance, our songs have been really playing on Trace, Trace Africa, yeah. um, and MTV as well. Um, and I mean, like, as Ethic, we'd, we'd sat down and we, we were like, okay, we've already, like, captured, like, the Kenyan market. But if you want to go out of Kenya, mm. we can't do it alone. Yeah. We need partners. You had hit a ceiling. Mm-hmm. So you needed someone to break that ceiling for you guys. Yeah. That you break into new markets. Yeah, yeah? into new markets, yeah. Ah, okay. I think you're the one telling me you guys have a lot of listeners from China. Yeah. How yeah. does how Actually, is that even? <laughs> like that was very interesting to me. Um because Figa yeah. was played okay, well, um Figa was played a lot in China. Mm. I think it was the country with the second I think with with the second highest listeners. After Kenya? Yeah, after Kenya. And I guess that's really interesting because I Fail. still don't understand it. Yeah. Ha, as in, <laughs> even uh, you've not had, uh, had a sit-down with guys from AI to try and explain to you how that phenomenon works? I mean, like, I feel like music is a universal language and yeah. people will, will listen to anything that, you know, like, they vibe with. They don't need to understand it. But if if it has a certain vibe and i think figure had a really dynamic kind of global vibe mm. so that's why it was accepted in other markets that easily Have you, so do we do we expect ethic to perform outside kenya in any time soon should we expect that um yeah that's something that people should expect especially in 2020 um we might be doing a u.s tour 
How did how did first of all before you uh-huh. since you mentioned US tour uh-huh. you've remind, reminded me something you guys were supposed to perform uh in Texas if I was not wrong in Dallas Dallas yeah, yeah. how did that go because I, I only saw Nyash and Calligraph yeah. yeah so um I mean what happened is that like unfortunately um some artists um passports weren't ready and so like nothing would have happened Really, they were they were in trade like before the due date mm. of the event, so it wasn't possible for us to go. But I mean, so many event organizers have been reaching out to us from outside countries, and it's things that we are considering and that we'll do in 2020 a lot. Now are they ready? Are the passports ready? Yeah, yeah, everything is ready right now. It's just that like people approached us really fast. Mm. Okay. So if you're listening from in New York from UK you've had right now you can book ethic and they will fly w- immediately if need be <laughs> because that's exposure right mm-hmm. uh, alafu before i forget history um ethics jui mara o mnapigana na mapolisi mara mnapigana na bouncer at koroga i'm talking about koroga yeah nini li go down what went down so as in as, as ethics it nakuanga very vocal na na when you are to treat as in ethic ni wasani wakubwa uki invite ethic kwa gig yako unafauna make sure una treat kama Yani is in okay like that night si tulikuwa highlighters of the night yeah so wao umeitwa so una expect msia ku treat na ile respect una deserve jwezin yende wamekutafuta in the mm. first place yeah na si tunakuanga very strict on how we are treated backstage because mm. at the end of the day like you don't expect artists to like enter at the same gate where regular people are entering definitely ita ita cause chaos wase wanaweza hata stampede so as in to avoid kutoingiana gari so as in to keep up backstage alafu koroga na show ah you guys can't enter with the car of course sitakuwa like in the first place we are your guests you looked for us called us asked us to come to your event yeah. as the highlighters mm. so if you're doing that like ensure that we have them best treatment ever as in if we send you a hospitality rider as in fucking at their to eat juezin we make sure that we tell um event organizers yeah. prior to the event like how many people we're going to be like what kind of drinks we expect mm. so if we get to the venue and they start acting shady as in we had even started going back so it was the, the whole commotion began at the entrance yeah so like from the entrance there was bad blood mm. and then at some point um that's bet- now that was between you an altercation altercation between you and the organizers ama you and the bouncers and the organizers but oh. the bouncer the bouncer incident happened later because um i mean so what well um all the artists um went on stage yeah but so what alikuwa na style mm. q vibes cartel so see he entered late yeah and so the bouncers who were there didn't even recognize him so they were thinking eh who's this guy trying to go to the stage with so much as in i mean like you know if you're an artist like there's an aura you, yeah. you give out yeah. so they're like eh hey, who's this like they didn't know what genuinely they didn't know so see they start like beating him up and stuff out of nowhere cuz they don't know who he is uh. so of course like people got angry uh. cuz even even some fans like they were really angry they even started like beating the bouncers cuz as in how would they not know what yeah so that that's what started everything so from that point um the bouncers won swats case i mean other artists saw what was happening but mm. i mean they were still on stage mm. so i was like yo you guys we need to chill let's perform we'll deal with this later so we performed and then after that we went and looked for the bouncers who are harassing us yeah and they were like they kept harassing us so it wasn't a good Well it wasn't a good interaction mm. I, I I could say yeah cuz we are very vocal on how we mm. we are treated cuz i mean like you can't ensure like 
you can't ensure like a tender's safety, but you're not like ensuring that the artist. artists are safe yeah. at the backstage. Yeah. And also like you don't put a VIP toilet as in, in the regular section mm. and bar like bar mu- musicians from going to the like VIP toilet because really? such things were happening. Like we're there, we'd ordered for three bottles of red label. There was Nancy Drew, they brought what Gilby's, one bottle of Gilby's. <laughs> so at the end of the day, like, mm-hmm. and you, I mean, like, Koroga expected like 2,000 people to show up for the event, mm. but apparently 6,000 people showed up. And ethic were the highlighters. So when you mm. look at such things, you expect that, you know, like, they could do better. Yeah. They could treat them better. Did you did you ever follow up like did did you get an apology from Kuroga? Yeah, we got an apology. We settled everything. Yeah. We had a meeting afterwards, and I mean they agreed to reimburse for the damages because some people were hurt. Yeah. Oh, so you settled it. Yeah. Have you had any altercations since then? I mean, um, altercations must always be there because S- like on that magnitude. I mean, not of that magnitude because. Mm. I mean, also as people see what kind of movement we are trying to create, because at the end of the day, we are trying to um, ensure that artists are respected like all the time. Like, I mean, if you call an artist and invite him over f- for your event, you need to take care of that artist. Because Ajatoka home, Kujetu, Kuchilapo, you've gone out of your way to look for them. So be a good host, because he's making you money. Mm. So you might as well treat him how he he should be treated. Because I feel like so many people are not vocal. They just go with what you get. And that's something that makes us very different as ethic. Because we don't settle for less than we should get. And I think since, like, we're new to the industry, that might brush brush some shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay, now let's talk about controversy. First of all, the guys themselves, yeah? Mm. The, the the whole demeanor of ethic is, uh, quote-unquote, ghetto. Lyrics very, uh, quote-unquote, absurd. Uh, unacceptable to some people. And I'm just going to put it out there, yeah? Especially a song some, some, like Tarimbo. Got a lot of backlash um, due to the lyrics that some people claim that they're glorifying the rape culture and stuff like that. And even I will assume that was the reason the videos were taken down mm-hmm. from YouTube. So how have you been managing such? Because if uh, I usually tell my co-host that if we knew you for, we knew ethic from Lambalolo, right? And l- technically that's a controversial song even the lyrics themselves, yeah? So if they change the whole demeanor and they change, they start singing something totally different, polished, people will not be inclined to listen to that. So have you been dealing with the controversy that comes with the lyrics, the image, and the videos themselves? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you want to make it interesting, yeah. you have to be willing to like try, you have to be willing to try outrageous things. Yeah. Because um, no one makes it by being normal, yeah. doing what society ex- expects them to do. And um, I feel like if Lambalolo was a clean song, it wouldn't have reached an audience like it did. So in as much as people can say that like the lyrics are controversial, um, when the artists are writing their lyrics, they have, well, in their minds, they have what they're trying to put out there. Like they have a perspective and I mean, like, most people are not from, I don't know, like, Umoja. Mm. So, Eastlands. Eastlands, yeah. yeah. So, it, it, it's, it's really hard for people to understand the kind of language they use, even though when you really go down to the grassroots level, like, people understand these songs. And they're like, because our songs are very broad, you can interpret them in so many ways. Like, I mean, Pandana. Pandana could be climb, Pandana could be, well, having sex. Yeah. And however you want to interpret it, it's, it's up, up to you. you. <laughs> so as in, at the end of the day, um, as a manager, I yeah. try as much not to 
um, interfere with an artist's like creative, creative control. Yeah. Ah, okay. Creative capacity. You're just given the product when mm-hmm. it's out. Yeah. Because not all people think the same. Not all people that are at the same educational level. Like mm. some people might have been too exposed. Yeah. Some people maybe only went to high school. Yeah. And so like the understanding of certain things, especially if you're living in Islands, is well different from someone living in Westlands. Yeah. 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 But uh the the there's a thin line between that and you know if you keep keep on getting um banned by Ezekiel mm-hmm. <laughs> who I, I I I hate terribly. Mm-hmm. So uh if you keep on getting banned and and your videos keep on getting uh put down yeah. So you know the you uh, you as an artist I mean them as an artist ethic their product the product they're selling is music is their music so when they when they have songs are being banned and all that yeah mm-hmm. they, they, they then they don't have a commodity to sell so you see it hinders the bug that's am i right yeah that's kind of true because i yeah. mean like songs bring a lot of things with them yeah. some you may see some you may see in the future like yeah. i mean like for instance, if we release a song, like we get so many calls to attend events or such things, and so when a song is banned, mm. it's, I mean, it affects it affects us because I mean, like we we can't get like streaming money for that song, yeah, and that's a backlash in some kind of way, mm. um, and it also kind of hinders our progress since like if a song is banned, mm. we don't count it as a song that we have really, yeah, because it's banned. It's not in your catalog. Yeah. But I mean, we still perform them because mm. it's one of our songs. Yeah. And people still jump to them. Definitely. Mm. And you as a manager, you should, you sh- uh, the, the, the issue of k- sample clearance, yeah? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't expect that from you guys. I don't know. <laughs> um, when Motif sampled, mm-hmm. was it Konya? Mm-hmm. From Spinning Records, yeah? Mm-hmm. And this, this was... This led to figure being banned because it had an uncleared sample, yeah. Actually, figure wasn't banned. We figure made it private. Take it, taken down. We made it private mm-hmm. after we realized that um well the beat had had been from Konyo and yeah, a Konyo. song from yeah. Netherlands, yeah. yeah. So as soon as we realized that, I mean the video is already out, so there's nothing we could do it about it. It had how many hits on YouTube? It had like I think it had like two point four million views mm-hmm. in a span of maybe th- three weeks oh yeah so figure okay. was a really big song still is yeah so uh, now when you when you take th- my point is when mm. you put it private no m- not many it's I mean, only no you can see it. it's only you who can see it yeah, yeah. Uh, when you're logged into the ethic uh, youtube page right yeah. so that means you're not getting the youtube the google adsense check yeah that means me if i want I want to listen to figure. I, l- I search for it. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. You see. Yeah. So that hinders like your your like visibility. Yeah, that's true. But also at the end of the day, um, if you're big, you yeah. have a bigger responsibility. And um, I feel like a lot of artists sample in Kenya, and it's I mean quite an acceptable culture. But unacceptable or un un you acceptable a n. Oh, unacceptable. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Not unacceptable. <laughs> it's such an acceptable culture. So as in artists like sample a lot. Mm. And so when we realized that as in we'd breached a copyright um a cla- a copyright claim. Yeah. Like we wanted to do something that, you know, like not so many artists would do. And so before like even like the owner of the song realized that it was sampled, we'd already reached out to them and actually asked them to like give us a chance to like remove the song on YouTube ourselves because mm. I mean we don't we don't endorse sampling plagiarism yeah and plagiarism because mm. I feel like intellectual property is something that should be respected at all and I'm times. sure you'll have gone to the necks of people who sample your songs mm-hmm, yeah. even you if you are sampled right now you will go and claim it right yeah yeah definitely mm, okay so, so if people if people start a culture of like you know if if you realize a song is sampled you'd rather take it down than earn money from a song that well wasn't 
100% of your work mm. and you claim it's your work. Right. So uh, as we speak, you know, we were, we were having this conversation with my, my co-host who's not here right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it's really hard, yeah? Mm-hmm. Managing four different personalities, mm-hmm. different age groups. I, I'm, I'm meant to, uh, to be aware that Swat is the youngest of them all, right? Yeah, Swat is the youngest at 19. Right now, 19. So yeah. he broke out at 17. No, he broke out at 18. 18. Since, um, I mean, I think I've been in the industry for about one year. One year. One year, four months. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So these are four different people, yeah? Mm-hmm. Managing four different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably four different egos. Mm-hmm. And we're having a discussion of why bands break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, people differently talented. Each of them have their moments. Mm-hmm. I've seen each of them doing solo projects, be s- like being featured on other songs. Mm-hmm. And now, how do you harness these people? Not uh, for them not to, you know, fame can get into your head, right? Mm-hmm. And you can be like, yo, I can do this solo and all that. If I'm not wrong, maybe instances of that has have happened. Mm-hmm. How do you control the situation and try and show them the bigger picture? I mean, so for ethic, yeah. I don't really need to control the situation because, yeah. um, so first of all, they all lived in Umoja, all of them. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, three of them, Zila, Reckless, and Seska, were friends from like a very young age. Mm-hmm. So, like, they are really tight mm-hmm. to begin with. Yeah. And um, I feel Initially, like they were not a group. Correct me. Yeah, if they I'm were wrong. not a group. They just did one song and it blew up. Yeah, so they were just at the movie shop, like, you know, just listening to jams, listening to beats, and they were like, ooh, let's look for a beat. We can freestyle. Each mm-hmm. one of us makes a verse. Yeah. Reckless will make the chorus, and they made a song and it blew up. That was their first song ever. That was their Together. first song ever. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they'd never done a song prior to that. Mm. Okay. And rarely does that happen. Rarely do you release a song and it becomes like one of the biggest songs that year. Yeah. So uh, so you're saying Recle- uh, Reckless, Zilla, and Seska mm-hmm. were friends from... They actually uh, went to the same schools. Oh. Yeah. So th- you rarely have such instances where... if From my perspective, I think... <laughs> I hate to do this, but I think Reckless is... Like the hook guy, he's the Quavo mm-hmm. or the Beyonce of the group because mm-hmm. he does all the hooks, and mm-hmm. we all know that hooks are the what make a hit. If I'm true, not wrong, true. because you know Lamba Lolo, he did the Lamba Lolo and all that uh, figure. He did it Pandana, which is actually my best song from Ethic. <laughs> so this true. you also <laughs> you you also have a favorite. I mean, I like Pandana, uh. but hmm, let me see. I like Pandana a lot. Um, the, other, be my the, other, the other ones that are coming, yet to come. That I mean, there's a know. lot of great songs in store. Uh-huh. Um, we may be releasing them like early in the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How comes you, you guys have only done one collab as a group? I mean, we haven't done... Okay, two. We've done like... We've done a couple of... Thao and the one with um, Akina Madi. Yeah. I mean, like we've also done... One with conscience, a feature. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, I mean, like, and there are also other collabs that are in the works. Um, some with artists that are not Kenyan. And they may be coming out really soon. Mm. Yeah. Uh. How, did the, how, how did the conscience joint come, uh, come about? So, I mean, so, um, we, we talked to Jimani. Jimani yeah. is a good friend of conscience. Yeah. And um, we, I mean, we, we asked him to, like, send conscience the figure beat mm. and if he liked it he would add a verse to it just the beat yeah j- just the beat and the and the, and the chorus mm. so he was like okay he listened to the beat and he was like oh this is an awesome jam so i need like maybe how many like maybe um i don't know maybe like a minute at the at the start of the song mm. so that's why like in the remix conscience starts the song with like a one minute verse Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, it was taken down also. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, how how did you manage to broker the deal between UMG? Who approached who? Um, so Considering this was a really 
you you're also learning how to manage these people yeah yeah, yeah. i mean so they approached us um they actually approached us toward the the beginning of december last year mm-hmm. but well at that time we didn't feel like we wanted to work with anyone because i mean we hadn't you turned umg down yeah we hadn't really like hit the kenyan market as well as we would have liked mm. you so, hadn't saturated visuri yeah. so we didn't feel as if like that would have been a good idea starting to work with them at that point mm. and i mean if someone approaches you like at least you get time to decide and think on it so i mean after a while after we released let me see let me try and remember instagram actually not instagram cuz um instagram was a solo project pandana was a solo project um so you just came in um at figure. figure yeah, yeah. And that's when we we realized that yes we were we were doing a really good job in Kenya like people like ethic a lot of people listen to ethic i think ethic songs are like listened to every every single place even if you were in Marsabit yeah even in Garissa because ah. we've done shows in Garissa Isiolo really we've traveled a lot and it's crazy to see how people react to ethic on the ground because it's you've crazy. done a show in Isiolo and Garissa and Garissa yeah Okay. So I, Kenya, I only knew you of the Mombasa tour. In Kenya we've traveled a lot. We've we've been to Kitale, we've been to Kericho, we've been to Nyeri, Meru, Embu. Damn. Chuka. So in Kenya we've traveled a lot. A You're lot still doing a joint in Mombasa. Mm-hmm. If I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. Mombasa around 29th, 28th. Yeah. You do you ever get tired? Are you th- with them all along? I mean not all the time mm-hmm. but I mean I try and be with them because if you manage artists you you kind of have to create a personal relationship with them because yeah. I mean you're not only managing their careers mm. you're ensuring they get food on their table yeah and that's such a big task so you always have to be on your toes because if you slack they don't eat yeah they don't pay bills Ah, true, yeah. true, true, true. So, are you the guy still? Because if you're doing, um, if if AI Records is doing the publishing, so are you the guy who markets who markets the song, who who markets uh, their tours? I mean, so because because ideally management has a lot of segments. There's yeah, a, true. There's a road management. There's a artist yeah. management and all that. So tell us how that works for you. I mean, so like we kind of have different roles. Yeah. So as for AI Records they they publish, distribute, they also market mm-hmm. especially in outside countries. Um as for me I mostly deal with like trying to secure gigs, trying to secure endorsements um cuz I mean there's a couple of endorsements lined up. We're not seeing them yet. How come? I mean like it's it's a long process. I mean it's not a long process but mm. no one gets an endorsement after one year of singing. Come on, we saw um Nani. Who? Bundox got an endorsement. With a Jijue. endorsement. With Jijue. We we rejected that endo- we we rejected that. We were actually supposed to do, to do that co- condom advert but they aren't paying as much so oh, we turned okay. it down. Oh, cuz really? initially it was supposed to be yeah, something that we'd have done. Mm. But they are and I've been things. telling people you guys will fit for that. And once you turn them down, it's like they went for the sexual second option which was Yeah, Windex Gang. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cuz mm-hmm. I mean in the industry you also have to set your boundaries like yeah. people know your can worth. use you like yeah. all the time. Mm. And so you have to know to really know your worth like when it comes to an endorsement you're not taking anything less than a million shillings. Definitely. Because the pie is being split a lot of ways yeah mm-hmm. and i'm sure do, do umg score on your endorsements or that's your personal so what happens is that like we work in indi- well we, we work independently in that when it comes to events endorsements mm. we do all that for ourselves and we get 100% of the cut so umg aren't involved in ah, any of that that's fantastic because mm-hmm. i've seen so many people in very 
wrong deals. <laughs> yeah. 360, they are called 360. 360 deals. Yeah. Yeah, you should be really careful when signing deals. Yeah. And you should be very vocal about what's important to you. Because, yeah. I mean, if someone looks for you, they'll have to agree to your terms and conditions. Because yeah. we didn't look for UMG. Yeah. UMG so, looks so, for so, us. So, 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 you guys... You the, you have the perfect image for al- an alcohol brand endorsement yeah mm-hmm. so how <laughs> how long mm-hmm. are we going to see you guys in bed with the UDVs the EABLs yeah, how long because you guys have the perfect image you have your lyrics ma- match with the enjoyment kind of mm-hmm. uh, you get mm-hmm. mm. i mean i feel like also like gangeton is a new wave yeah. um and so like it's still new to the corporate world they're still debating on whether to fully accept it but um. i mean some some bigger alcohol brands have started accepting it and i don't think 2020 will end with ethic not having an endorsement or two fantastic so yes. you've had it here on what is this podcast yeah next year be on the lookout for ethics endorsement deal Mhm. Cuz I mean there's some companies that have already contacted us and we're in talks with. Yeah. Um one is a mobile company, the other one is a condom company as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things on the way. Um and I think in 2020 we'll really pull it off. Can't wait to to see you guys doing mm-hmm. that because I've always been the guy who keeps on saying when is ethics uh ethic gonna sign to an endorsement deal? So mm-hmm. it's l- I've been feeling like it's long overdue with the clout you guys have yeah mm-hmm. with the influence you guys have mm-hmm. your ideal listener is between 18 and well I would say uh, well well most of our listeners range from 18 to 24 mm-hmm. but I mean like kids love our songs so you guys also have the the teens on lock yeah we have the teens on lock and um uh a good chunk of like from 25 to 30. Mm. And I mean even all the people listen to our songs. Cuz our songs are played at clubs. And I mean most people go to clubs so Definitely. Yeah. Do you think play K music has um assisted ethics career in any way? Huh. I mean I don't really think so cuz I think Really? I think <laughs> ethic ethic was on an upward trajectory from the beginning whether there was play KE or not like uh. ethic was on an upward trajectory because they started something that you know like was new the gangeton is something that's really new and like as kenyans we didn't have music that we could connect to like most of the times we'd be listening to oh davido wizkid joro 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 like you're just singing things that you can't understand yeah. but if you get a party song that's in your language and like in a language that you would use to communicate with your friends yeah. it becomes like something that you're actually really interested in because it's something that you connect to on a deeper level mm. not just on the on the surface level it's something that you connect to you like eh kombulu luku things that okay. people talk about all the time so yeah i get you so the but uh, besides ethic do you think play ke music has assisted the kenyan scene in general it was um, just hype i mean i don't know cuz i feel like most of the people who are all for play ke music mm. i mean i remember naiboy was very vocal and i don't know like for some reason i don't think his songs have been have been playing recently a lot sondeka is doing rounds bro i mean that's that's like if you take a gangeton artist and do a collab with them mm. you'll get views Okay, I get you. I get that perspective. Mm-hmm. A- and w- yes, of course that it's Gangeton's time right now mm-hmm. to 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 shine because mm-hmm. it's the new wave and mm-hmm. of course the these people have come to take the place of the Fenaz, not specifically take the place but share that pie because mm-hmm. the Fenaz and Nai Boys, the Saudi Souls and all these people had the majority of gigs last year. Mm-hmm. if i'm not wrong yeah, but this sure. year we are seeing ethic in the front line we're seeing them um doing tours probably they've toured a lot more places than the said artists true yeah so it's their time to shine so hopefully will people a lot of critics have been saying that mm-hmm. 
Gengeton will be over by <laughs> they were saying half of this year or uh, when we when we reach July uh-huh. June around there uh-huh. saying by the end of the year Gengeton will be over and now they are saying by by the end of next year it will be over again uh-huh. do you think the sustainability of Gengeton I mean so su- sustainability of Gengeton would depend very much on the artists because I feel like Gengeton is still a very new wave and there's so much that people can do to Gengeton too kind of make it you know like you know diverse like, evolve um and i kind of like what sailors are doing mm-hmm. like they're trying out new things like wakirido like yeah. that's a different vibe it, it's gangeton but it's a different vibe sounds like hip hop ish reggae ish yeah and i think they've also released a gospel song recently yeah so i think as in just looking at that it just shows that gangeton has so many has so many facets that are not yet explored. Yeah. I mean people could like I believe that as in Gangeton could could be a wave in a sense that like there's gospel Gangeton, there's Gangeton mm. that has message, there's Gangeton for enjoyment, content. Okay. Like the more people diversify, mm. the more sustainable su- sustainable Gangeton will be. Mm. Cuz yeah. Okay, that's I get just you. What I, think. I I get you. Like the way you can have um smooth rock hard rock and all that mm-hmm. so it needs to evolve into many people so that it can cater for different audiences yeah, different when you can find old people listening to gospel gangeton yeah oh i get like now what you're the saying the recent sailor's song like i think it's called M- Mwadhani. Mwadhani or something. <laughs> like i feel like that's a song that can be listened to by so many audiences yeah. not only young people and i feel like the more artists kind of mm. get the well G- like learn how to navigate um being diverse and like you know diversifying your audience like i mean most young people love gangeton but that's not where the money is at for instance where is the money at the money is at like in kenya like for instance like people rarely start making money till they're 25 so 25 yeah like people good outside money. music i mean like yeah outside music not oh, generally i'm talking oh. about people like yeah. now you target audience So let's say your target audience is um made up of people who are mostly 18 to 24. Mm-hmm. I mean they don't have that much I of get a purchasing power. Yeah. So even on YouTube, YouTube pays through ads. Oh. And I mean if you have like more followers who are like from between 25 to like 40, mm. you get paid way more cuz your target audience clicks on the ads consists of people yeah. that would actually buy that stuff. But I mean like people who are 18 to 24 they barely make any money. I mean there's some people who make money but a very small percentage. Yeah. Unlike in the US, I mean in the US like people start working at 16. So you find that like people like Lil Pump, mm. the audience is like a young audience but they have a purchasing power. So yeah. It trickles down to the artist and like you get paid more depending on your audience. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So Now you having studied in the US mm-hmm. and come back mm-hmm. so the differences are really not let me just say against you because you've said uh people start earning in US at 16 mm-hmm. working at their McDonald's or mm-hmm. fast food just just doing small jobs but mm-hmm. they're earning mm-hmm. so they have the they can buy the merch, merchandise yeah they even have like money for entertainment like strictly for entertainment yeah. as in very rarely a budget for a inter- budget yeah cuz mm-hmm. i mean if you if you're getting paid 10 dollars an hour yeah. like most gigs are like probably 40 dollars 50 dollars yeah if you work for like 4 hours you can pay for a post malone gig and you're 16 years old yeah. in kenya even getting a thousand shillings is a hassle yeah for someone who's like 18 19 20 yeah 21 even oh, okay so we we focus more on magnitude because you've been telling me you're doing gigs in all these places Meru and all that so i think the focus there is the more people even though they're charging 300 at the door mm-hmm. but more people will come so there's there's a magnitude there's a big numbers small small uh, money mm-hmm. so that you guys now get money from that right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you just you just don't it doesn't matter you it's have you have you first of all before i ask mm-hmm. have you done a gig by yourself as ethic like um, this is ethics gig Yeah, we've done a gig in Nakuru. Mm-hmm. Um 
some club called Grill Park Lounge. Yeah. And I think it was fairly well attended. I mm. think we had an audience of like maybe 700 people. That's and a lot. I think in, in a club. That's, yeah, it's a club. 700 people. Yeah, in a club. So I think that's quite a huge crowd considering it's Nakuru to begin with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've done our events and like in the future we're thinking of doing even more events by ourselves because that's also a part that most artists don't touch on. But I mean, I've seen Ochunglio family are doing really well with that. Yeah, They've pulled two... Um, what are what are, what were those concerts called? Kenyan Kenyan Juice, Juice at Alchemist. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and what I've s- now now that you mentioned Ochungulu, you know they they're selling Rizlas, yeah. Mm-hmm. What are we expect you guys if you were to sell anything? What are you gonna sell? So um, first of all, like as um as individuals, the artists um have their own businesses, like do their own things, like Swat is um. He's an avid painter, so he he makes painter customized um yeah t-shirts. Oh, and really? Mhm. Mhm. So, but as a unit, um, we'll start merchandising soon, like probably by February. Uh-huh. Um, Who are you working with? Just UMG. Ah. Oh. Yeah. But okay. the merchandising will yeah. work together on that. A joint project. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So as time goes by, we'll think of other things to include. We've been thinking of headphones and things like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Headphones. Yep. Interesting. I can't wait to see that. So the room, le- let's talk about the rooms you've been, yeah? Mm-hmm. You've been in. Tell us what's like the craziest. Who, who, who have you met? or You will not in your life ever think you will be in the same room just because of managing ethic. I'm sure you've been in some crazy ass meetings, yeah? <laughs> or some calls even. I mean like with management it's really yeah. it's really interesting because every day is unknown. Like I might get a call from Churchill today because he's called me before. I might get a call from Ryla Jr. I might get a call from Those are really big names you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And those are people that we communicate with. Yeah. So it's really interesting because I don't even get to know like who's gonna call me tomorrow. So I think <laughs> it makes it very interesting for me because I might be here like maybe I was out yesterday. Yeah. I wake up. Hiya. Churchill is calling. We mm-hmm. need to go to a recording by noon or like night. So and the artists are on call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like no, like mm-hmm. we have someone who answers calls. Because, I mean, initially I was doing it, but it became too much. Oh, okay. Like so many people calling. So you have a team? Yeah, we have a team. I think it's a team of people. Management team? You as a manager? How many people? Like three so far. Oh, including you? Yeah. Ah, That's dope. That's uh, amazing. Which which is leading me to the next question, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you came here, you were telling me you're trying to put up together your artist management company. Tell us more about that. Um, and who you're trying to sign also? I mean, a couple of artists um, have shown interest in working with me, like they've yeah. reached out. Um, and so far, like, I think I have Gouache, Wakaliwao, mm-hmm. and Boondocks yeah. interested. And so um, it's a project that I'm planning on starting in January, probably by 1st January. Yeah. And it should take off in January. Um, I just want to. Well, my main goal is to like connect brands to talent as well as manage talents and guide them. Mm. And I mean, as well as like trying to get their their vision mm. and strategizing on how better to get there. Right. Okay. Mm. And focusing on the f- on the other things besides the art, so that you let the artists do that. Yeah, because an artist should only record songs, think about music all the time. Yeah. As the manager, you have to think about everything else. Yeah. Like, how are we going to make money through this music? Yeah. That's not an artist's work. Yeah. Like, as a manager, you have to... And people don't understand that. I don't know why. I mean, I feel like the Kenyan industry is quite young. Like, mm. managers are kind of a new thing. 
even though like big artists have managers yeah but it's it's quite interesting that a lot of these gangeton groups that are coming up have managers so i think it's a pretty new field but people are learning and like accepting the culture as it changes oh, okay okay so um i think um working with new and breaking artists is mm-hmm. i don't know now that you've mentioned artist management mm-hmm. working with new and breaking artists sometimes we've had discussions with other people even industry players mm-hmm. how it's so hard mm-hmm. trying to explain to an artist yo kuna vile yes and you have one two three songs especially you know ethic got lucky their mm-hmm. first song was, was a, a hit, hit. Yeah. so you're trying to explain to this new especially someone who's just yes you see has the talent he has a look he has everything but trying to explain you um you you need like to put in more work here or just time three more songs maybe two more songs so are you ready for that ride I because mean, you've not as experienced that yet i mean i feel like as i said i like challenges yeah and i feel like i mean most of the brands that or the artists that I'll be trying to work with mm. already have a name for themselves. So you're not looking for any new person. You're I mean, not as a, as a manager like yeah. you have to for you, as as you're scouting for artists yeah. you have to kind of figure out what kind of value they they'll add to you and you'll add to them. Mm. So it's really hard looking for talent that's undiscovered yet because yeah. I mean where would you get undiscovered talent? maybe someone is in kibera recording a song that's a really big hit but how will i get to them mm. so as for me i'll start working with people who i already see like have made a name for themselves and would be willing to work and be guided by me yeah. mm. okay i t- you've had right here that um if you want to get signed you wanna, you're looking for a manager <laughs> and you have a name or you have the patience talk to ethics manager currently called John and maybe you might strike a deal I think we've talked for almost one one in one hour past Damn. one hour Damn. you didn't know <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how it goes like 20 minutes. nah that's <laughs> how it goes on what is this podcast anyway um you have anything to add on? um hmm. let me see I don't know like maybe I'd just say that as in If you think you have a talent like just just work on it tirelessly because mm. I mean as for ethic they they became popular in a very rare way yeah. and it was I a mean, unique yeah a very unique and way. it works for very few people that yeah, way very few people because um in fact reckless was an underground hip hop artist for like seven years prior to that really yep so he was putting in that work yeah So Swat is a guy who got lucky out of the all of them because it's just I was I'm assuming he's just from finishing high school. Mm, then yeah. pop. Ah, so okay. yeah, I think like Reckless is the only one with a musical mm. background. Explains a lot now. Mm-hmm. It explains a lot. So yeah, people should go for their dreams like if you think music is the thing for you like just work on it, never give up because you might just never know when it's your turn mm. and the more you make music the more you grow the more you gain an audience so people should just persevere and look for the right people to guide you because it's a it's a crazy industry do you have any mentors in the industry um i mean so like one of my mentors is clemo yeah um and first of all now that you've mentioned clemo uh-huh. Mwambie there was a meeting he was supposed to arrange uh, with the artist with the with the industry stakeholders to uh, meet with the president it never happened please pass that message yo okay i will yeah when i see him next yeah <laughs> you can shoot him a text right after this mwambie ameambiwa na what is this podcast i make it happen mm. do you guys get royalties yeah, from kenya royal- from kenya yeah mcsk Well, how much are you paid i mean so we don't talk to five because um <laughs> you're not registered we're not registered under mcsk because we feel like it's of no use like 
we like working with people who are transparent and accountable mm. and i don't and, and i don't and i don't think that's what mcsk is all about yeah there's a lot of like hidden dealings like how do you get 3000 in your calligraph jones surely 2500 na kutoa that's crazy so you guys have not registered under any of these cmos kenyan cmos no. Ah, If okay. they were that transparent we'd work yeah. with them but which other besides Clemo which other like mentors do you have um one of my other mentors is Swale who Swale he, he doesn't TVG only Swale Mdoe no not Swale Mdoe he's a news reporter yeah oh Until okay TVG only so he also mentors me so right now i have two mentors like Clemo is by far one of my biggest mentors cuz He's been in the industry for a very long time. Yeah. And he's he's done a lot for names like Joakali, Nameless, mm. even Yashinski Prezo. Yeah. So yeah, I get to learn a lot from him. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I know someone who knows Clemo. <laughs> anyway, um where can people find you on socials? I mean, so at Instagram you can find me at Jonito254. Um on Twitter you can find me at Gade. That's like five E's to that. <laughs> Talk of being extra. And on Facebook you can find me on John Bugwa. Right. Yep. Yeah, so follow the guy on Instagram and I know we did a promo but no one actually followed what we did. What we wanted of the promo we were giving away two t- tickets to go watch Jumanji. So keep on like reposting and be sure to tag the page so that you can win the tickets to go to watch Jumanji. Uh, I saw a couple of people yes reposted but they never tagged the page so people can't actually follow back. So keep on we'll give the tickets hopefully by by end of this weekend if we get people who actually do it correctly. And yeah, so that has been episode 60 of what is this podcast? My name is Pepper 5 and we were joined by John who's ethics manager yeah we out you wanna, you wanna, <laughs> we play something what, what should we play um which music from ethic well i think we should play pandana Let's pandana right. both our favorite jam right so pandana this is pandana from ethic 3560 ada moja mieka Banana, mina yo bastuna bakana. Hapo nyuma na sidika mnafanana. Mana kila day bana unaitangaza. Katangaze basi baby si upandana. Banda, banda si upandana. Katangaze basi baby si upandana. Banda, banda si upandana. Modi balana zinyamanika ni kondonyo. Nikidungi nimepaka nitacho mamboto. Nikidutu nikin